Hi, and welcome to episode 7 of Breakfast with an Alcoholic. I'm Randall, an alcoholic, and also your host. True to our name, every week I have breakfast with an alcoholic and we talk about addiction, recovery, how we got sober, and how we stay sober. This week, I had breakfast with Sean at Gracie's Corner Diner. Sean's 37, lives in Queens, and he talks about the importance of finding AA meetings with people sharing stories that resonate with him. The conversation and the pancakes were both great. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and join us. Welcome to Breakfast with an Alcoholic. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. We are at uh, Gracie's Corner Diner, and of course, you can't see it, but I can. It's the clock right behind the neon clock, which eventually is going to be the logo of the show. Great to have you here. Um, why don't you give us just a quick bio, a little bit about yourself? My name is Sean. I'm an alcoholic. Um, 37 years old, born and raised here in New York City, uh, Queens specifically. I've been in the program for about a, a year and change. I've had one relapse in that time period and currently have four months. I'm just grateful to, uh, to be here. About a month? How long? Oh, three weeks? Uh, two and a half weeks or so. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. And then you got back. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to people like you. <laughs> so going back, like how old were you when you started drinking using? So I come from a pretty conservative family, like for immigrants, and so I, I was a teetotaler for most of my life, just like most of my family is. I didn't really start drinking till my like late late twenties, mid to late twenties, and it only seriously became a problem in my early thirties. I would say for several years I was drinking social events and even then a drink or two never like to the point of true inebriation like people around me and so I think because I started off pretty casually and elegantly in my drinking I never thought that I was an alcoholic I'm like oh I can just retrace myself back to that initial phase of my drinking career but it became unsustainable very quickly and has been worse and worse ever since it's it's you, you said a lot of interesting things right there did you ever feel back when you were drinking that there was like two people and there was you drinking and then there was you when you couldn't drink I think I was a better version of myself at least I thought I was a better version of myself when I was drinking right. like I was more confident I was more creative you know some of my best career moments were a function of like me being a slightly tipsy or a little bit more functional I didn't have the confidence in my sober period to think that I could do be my true self and so drinking was a nice assist. The, the equation I had in my mind was like, alright, if I drink a little bit more then I'll be a little bit better of a version of myself and that'll be that. Even if it was a different version of myself, even if other people remembered how traumatic I was around them, I was just like, oh, I don't remember, so it can't be that bad, right? Right. When did you finally realize I'm an alcoholic and I gotta go do something about it? I remember for many years I was just taking quizzes right online I would google am I an alcoholic even though I was taking these quizzes it was just like a weird dissociative thing right there's this part of me but I can't be because I'm you know that's not 
who I am. Well, that, that's why I asked the thing about the two the two versions yeah. of you because I did that too. I remember taking the online quiz. Yeah. The voice in my head was almost like, "Yeah, he's an alcoholic." Yeah. <laughs> Not like I'm an alcoholic. Like he's an alcoholic. <laughs> the repercussions of being honest with yourself are very tough. You know, I thought my life was great, even though it was spiraling into not great very quickly but. you know you sell it to yourself you sell yourself the idea that it, that it makes a better you right that it solves problems you convince yourself that the consequences aren't really that bad well, if my parents accept me for being gay, then you don't drink as much. You convince yourself at some point, as your behavior gets more extreme or things get worse, that the real problem is other people. Yeah. If other people couldn't, you know, if they could just fix their own shit yeah. and do the right thing by me, like, I wouldn't need to drink. Yeah. Like, all you people, just stop it, and then I won't drink so much. The little voice in your head keeps saying, you're justified in doing this, you're entitled to do this, you need to do this, and anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't really understand. Thanks to being an AA, which I didn't have any foundation before, like, I know there's kind of a path yeah. towards changing. I just need to remind myself to focus on what people are telling me to do to... Because I go to meetings daily, I, I get reminded from, from people and their qualifications and reading the book and all of that. that you, know, you have to think through this every single day, every single action that you are committing on a daily basis, whether good or bad. You have to think through it to ensure that you know, you're, you're on the right course. So that's helped me be more reflective today and actually be that person that people think I am. <laughs> Tell me about some meetings that you like. You go to a lot of meetings right now. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I've been in AA for like a year and a few months. So up late, I've been going to a lot more like LGBTQ-centric meetings because I feel like, you know, two labels that I've had a hard time sort of coming to terms with are being an alcoholic, but also being gay. Yeah. And given that those two things are what people share in the LGBTQ like AA meeting, like I've found their stories and their shares to resonate all the more deeply. So that's actually been helpful. Like I still go to my regular meeting that I've done pre-relapse and that's still great. There's so many meetings luckily in New York City that I've been able to attend. Since I think a lot of sobriety, a lot of recovery is kind of like rebuilding yourself and and part of that involves like okay like who am I yeah. like once you pull the alcohol or whatever away like what's left like who's, who's in there yeah. and then you gotta build from there you, you go to a meeting where you hear stories that resonate with you you know and, and you know and it's not that I can't get as much out of a story at a different meeting told by someone from a yeah. different background. That, I mean, I, I, that's not true. You get things out of those all the time. But there's also when you hear someone tell your story, you know, right down to all the details. Yeah. It just gives it a little bit of extra punch. What's interesting is I've only gotten to AA like during the pandemic, so my initiation was through Zoom meetings. And so even though I live in New York, I feel like I'm able to attend a lot more diverse set of meetings than if it was just like regular times, right? Pre-pandemic. And I like the diversity of meetings that I go to because, yeah, while the LGBTQ-centric meetings are great and I have more identification, 
some of the most powerful shares have been, you know, with people that, at least superficially, I thought I, I would resonate the least with because they looked very different from me. They spoke very different from me. Like they have very different backgrounds. But I think because I had my guard up, I wasn't. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to this person. And then when they had key words that they kept saying, I was like, wait, how is this person like me? Are there songs that you know you listen to in recovery that mean a lot to you, or? Uh, yeah, they're uh, a jagged little pill by Linus Morissette. No, that's a great album. Uh, but a song in particular that I listen to is You Learn. Uh-huh. Um, Are you ready for the alcoholic lightning round? Sure. Good, I like that. Confidence is key here because it is timed. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Um, and before we start, you are aware that I was once a practicing attorney, correct? That's why I'm afraid of you. That's a great answer. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Favorite spot in New York City? Uh, Levain Bakery. Dogs or cats? Dogs, I have dogs on my Superpower if you had one. I love the share song, Turn Back Time, and so I also like that superpower. Three words people would use to describe you. Uh, quiet, sarcastic, and uh, adaptable. Superpower if you had one. So I've always loved uh, the share song, Turn Back Time, and so I'd also like that superpower. Who would play you in the movie Breakfast with an Alcoholic? <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I mean, is there anybody who looks like me in Hollywood? So, uh, I would. Well, you I mean, everybody likes Tom Hanks, so I like Tom Hanks. Fine. He's a guy. He can play you. Fine, cool. Um, are you more afraid of the Terminator movies coming through or the Planet of the Apes movies coming through? So I've never watched the Terminator movies, but I, I kind of sort of know what they're about. But I have watched the Planet of the Apes movies, and I think it's a very plausible outcome for the end of humanity. Justice is a bitch. <laughs> um, last thing you watched or read that you thought was good? Uh, there's this really beautiful show called Somebody Somewhere on HBO Max. Nice. All right. Finish this song lyric. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody blank blank tonight. I mean Wang Chung. Of course. 100%. <laughs> All right, Sean, it was great having you on. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed another edition of Breakfast with an Alcoholic. I know I did. We'll be back next week with another great breakfast. And you know I'm already excited, not just because I love pancakes. I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's completely cool if you want to tell your friends about us. Go ahead and hit the share button right now. I'll wait. Cool. You can find the daily gratitude lists on Twitter and Instagram at thanks, F-L-M-S, thanks for letting me share. And if you go to thanksforlettingmeshare.substack.com, you can find the daily gratitude lists, all the episodes of Breakfast with an Alcoholic, the liner notes for all the episodes, the official discography, and there's so much more. The really great news, you can subscribe right now for free. Or you can subscribe tomorrow for free too. Of course, I'd love to hear from you. You can say something in the comments or on Twitter or even send an old-fashioned email. And if you listen to this and think you might need help or just want to learn more, nyintergroup.org is a complete listing of AA resources here in New York.
and there's one of those for every state and most countries. And you can always get in touch with us here and we'll do our best to point you in the right direction. So be well, stay groovy, call your sponsor, and join us next week for another edition of Breakfast with an Alcoholic. <laughs>